Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sophie. I'm Yelly. And this is She's All Fat. A podcast for fat positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. And the central hub for Mrs. Claus stance. <laughs> that is true. Today we don't even have time for our little news corner because we have a party to get to. That's right. Happy Christmas Eve to those of you who celebrate Christmas. Happy general winter vibes to everyone. Happy cookie time. It's hard to not be with lots of people this time of year, so we decided to make this episode a COVID-safe holiday party for the family to attend. Sophie, tell me about your holiday traditions and what you're doing to feel warm and loved this holiday season. My biggest holiday traditions are probably my mom likes to go to a Christmas Eve candle like singing service, you know, like the service that you go to on Christmas Eve where you sing all the carols. Yes. And hold a candle. We usually do that. Especially if we have a church that we belong to at the time, then she likes to go to that. And if not, we just go to a random service and ignore like the stuff we don't agree with. Because yeah. we like singing the, the hymns. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, and then on Christmas morning, my favorite thing is stockings. Because those are always stuffed with goodies and chocolate oranges and truffles and all sorts of yummy things. And we always have hot chocolate and play Christmas carols. And another holiday tradition is that one year when my parents divorced, my mom got like seven Christmas CDs. And we just have only played those CDs the whole time. So I know like 49, those 49 songs. (laughs) It's like very specific Target circa 2000. Four CDs. That is amazing. (laughs) What about you? So Christmas for me has always been a little bit different because in Venezuela, it's like a huge party on Christmas Eve. So instead of waking up the morning of Christmas and opening your presents, everybody like stays up on Christmas Eve until midnight. And then all of the kids open their presents and basically just like everybody stays up all night and like you get to play with your present all night. And it's like so cute. Yes. I love that. This year, because things are all obviously a little bit different. I've really embraced gift giving as a way of like showing my love because it's not usually my love language, but I like really went all out to pick really special things that everybody in my family would love and like, I don't know, feel a little bit closer to me through. And Haley and I have also really been embracing eating yummy foods for the holidays. So we're really looking forward to just like eating and beaning on the couch and watching Christmas movies. Love it. But yes. And now at our virtual holiday party, we're going to spread the love and hear from some party attendees, aka the family, about their holiday traditions. And I heard we also have some VIFs, very important fatties, <laughs> joining us as well. That's right. We're going to mix and mingle to the jingle and beat with Eliza Kinso of the Pantry Party Podcast. We had Eliza on our staying in season talking about cooking in quarantine, if you remember. And Fat Skate Goddess Shove, aka Fat Girl Has Moxie, who was also on our staying in season. Okay, thank God this party is virtual because it sounds fun and I definitely want to come. <laughs> Jingle jingle bitch Welcome to the SAF holiday extravaganza (laughs) So good
All right, producer Lynn here. I didn't want you to think that I wasn't at the party. I'm here. I'm just sitting in the corner drinking my one beer of the night, but you'll see me later once the edible kicks in. Until then, I'll leave you with our first voicemail about holiday traditions. Hi, I just wanted to call and quickly talk about two food-related holiday traditions my family has. One of them is oyster crackers. So... It sounds weird, but we take oyster crackers, and I think a lot of people do this. Um, you just mix it with ranch and dill weed and some um, olive oil and bake it, and then you have a tasty treat. And then every year, my sister and I do what we call cookie palooza, which is when we just bake as many cookies as we want. Um, there's a requirement from our mother that we have to make sugar cookies, but other than that, we just pick what we want, like whatever sounds good. I like making shortbread and gingerbread cookies, but I've made Nutella chocolate chip, hot chocolate, like just anything we want, we'll make it and we'll have way too many cookies, but it's very satisfying. Wow, I'm looking at the spread at the fat holiday extravaganza party in real life that we're having right here. And these treats all look amazing. And you know who else is here who made a bunch of these treats? It is our chef, Eliza, who you may have remembered from a previous episode where we talked about food and recipes and I made that delicious, what was it, a curry? A I curry think so, thing? yeah. Yes. Um, welcome to the party, Eliza. Oh, hey, Sophie. Fancy bumping into you here. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. This is like the highlight of my festive calendar. Had it penciled in my diary for months. Um, <laughs> and the spread is good. The food is amazing. Thank you so much. You brought most of it. And then I got um, cheese spread from Trader Joe's, as I always do for mm-hmm. my parties. Mm-hmm. It's a necessity. You've got to have a good cheese board going. It's so true. So what did you bring to the party and what do you like to bring to holiday parties in general? Well, growing up Australian, holiday parties look very different where I'm from in comparison to, I think, what most people think when they think, like, Christmas. Yes, tell us about them. So the kind of, like, go-to tradition in my family is we make lots of, like, fruit mince pies, which is kind of the only traditional... What are mince pies? Can you explain what those are? It's like, it's like a little pie with fruit in it. Okay. So generally it's, like, dried fruit, so you'll use, like, sultanas and raisins Ooh. and... What are sultanas? Like, dried grapes, <laughs> raisins. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, is that is that not raisins? Yeah, but they're different. They're different types of ones. So like they're. Oh, I need to go. I need to go to Australia. <laughs> yeah, sultanas are a thing <laughs> elsewhere. I believe just... you. I've like read them in. I read them in books, but I I don't know what they are, and I never googled it. It's I just, just like, yeah. Oh, it's the same as raisin. Fruit. Okay. So yeah, and then it's just like tight. It's like a small little pie in like a, a short crust pastry. So not the type of pastry that puffs up a lot. But the one that's like... Is that a tart? Like, what's the difference between yeah, a mince it's kind pie of, and a tart? It's kind of like a tart, but it's closed over okay. on top. Oh, I see. Okay. It must not so be like a thing in pie. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it's at like a... all. Like, in Harry Potter, they always talk about meat mince pies. I'm always like, what the fuck is that? I have no idea what that it's, is. <laughs> it confuses me because, like, if you said mince pie to someone in Australia, they would be like, oh, you're talking about a meat pie. Like, a, a pie that really? has beef in it. But, like, here yes. people call them mince pies or mince meat pies. And it's like, it's and not mince or meat. It's just, yeah, anyway, it's fruit. It's oh delicious. It's like spiced. That's a tradition in my family. But then everything else will be like cold because it's hot in Australia yes. at this time of year. But I'm honestly just a big fan of a cheese board. There's, I mean, I think if you scroll back far enough on my Instagram, you'll see a couple of photos of some really good like platters that I did oh. way back. Before we were, we're not allowed to have parties anymore. I know. And honestly, yeah. sometimes, I think we actually talked about this last time we spoke, but sometimes I will just have that as a meal for dinner. Because oh, it's, always. It's just, it's always. so good. And you can put whatever you want on it. You can put vegetables, you can put, you know, cured meats, you can put dip. I call my lunches charcuterie boards most of the time, mm-hmm. but they're not really. It's like, you know, it's like maybe a bite of cheese and then like some leftovers and then some different leftovers mm-hmm. and then some fruit. Mm-hmm. But you just call like it's a scrambled together, you know, whatever. But yeah. I love calling it a charcuterie board. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's so I fun. think one of my favourite things about the way that we eat around Christmas is that, or around, like, the festive season in general, is that all of the rules just go out the window. And, like, yeah. that's how I think people should be eating all the time. Same. That's got your, like, yes. dietitian tick of approval on it because it's so intuitive and it allows you to actually eat in accordance with what you want, what your body wants, and it feels good, it tastes good, and you end up so satisfied and so happy. I think when people eat and they're like, oh, I feel so gross after I eat all this, it's because they feel like they can only eat that much, like, or eat that food at that time of year, mm-hmm. and then they, like, stuff themselves. It's mm-hmm. like, well, what if you ate all the time what you wanted? That'd be great. I know. I know. And you can. There's nothing yes. stopping you from doing that, apart from the, like, bullshit that is diet culture. Yes. Okay, wait, so do you have a special holiday drink that you like? I know you have wine, a glass of wine. I have a glass of wine right now. Um, (laughs) I am a big fan of mulled wine, which again, in Australia, you don't really have at Christmas time because it's hot. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I've been drinking a lot of mulled wine since I I moved to the UK. And okay, I think this would be available worldwide, but there's this drink and I'm going to like butcher the pronunciation of it because it's a Swedish thing, but it's called like Glog or Glog. Okay. And you can buy it at Ikea. So like you can get it everywhere, but it's traditionally like a mulled wine thing like I was in Denmark and Norway a couple of years ago and you can you can buy it like at the the Christmas markets but it's like really sweet mulled wine and they usually put like a shot of like amaretto or another liqueur in it so it's like quite boozy as well but my family we because the actual drink of it you can buy a non-alcoholic version from Ikea and we mix that with lemonade as like a a summery Christmas drink, which is amazing. So it's like hot or cold. It's got you covered. Ikea is the way to go. What are the other cold treats that you eat at Christmas time if it's hot out? Uh, This is so funny because it's usually, it is also hot like in Arizona at Christmas. I mean, not hot, as hot as it is in Australia because it's like still technically winter, mm -hmm. but it is like still warm. It's still warm, yeah. we just pretend that it's cold. (laughs) We will have, I mean, honestly, like growing up, we still did... Like, we still do a roast dinner at Christmas time in Australia. Most people will still have, like, roast turkey. My family usually has ham. But then the sides will differ. So usually we'll have, like, one of my aunties makes potato salad and always brings that. Like, roast veggies. Um, and that, that can obviously be eaten cold. So it's different. But it's, it's, it's interesting because it's very sure. reminiscent of, like, typical Western Christmas time cooking. Yes. Is it different? Now that you're in London, is it different there? Yeah, it, I mean, it feels right. Like, I feel like I'm doing it properly here yeah. now. But <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely strange not having, like, the same traditions, that, like, not being able to see my family and everything. Yes, of course. Yeah, I kind of, it, I don't mind it. It's nice to have a cold Christmas. Like, it feels the way that Christmas is, like, portrayed yeah. in all of media. Yes, it's the mythos yeah. of Christmas yeah. for sure. My family always drinks hot chocolate mm. on Christmas morning and has pancakes or waffles but usually then we go out to a movie later in the day that's like oh that's nice day it is cute except for we don't really have food that we make at christmas because none of my family really likes cooking victor likes making Mm. turkey at christmas again and like at thanksgiving and and other things but without victor we would be doing a lot more whole foods Mm -hmm. cooking you know yeah what did you bring to the party? These mince pies? Yes, I would bring mince pies, which, yeah, help yourself. There's many to go around. This Thank year so I actually much. made my own, like, mincemeat, the filling of it. So it is wow. cherry and apricot, and it has, like, vanilla Ooh. cherry in it because you mix it with alcohol. That sounds good. I can't wait yeah, to try. A, a little tasty, like, kind of dessert, but also you could probably eat ten of them because they're delicious. Ugh. I miss pastry. Pastry is, like, something that I don't think there's super good gluten-free no versions of. It's impossible. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think, I mean, obviously, if you're celiac, do not do this. This is not, like, medical advice. But, like, yes. sometimes it's worth it to, like, if it, if you know that it's just, like, an IBS thing and you're going to deal with it, suffer the consequences, I think it's worth it for some pastry sometimes. My sister will do that on Thanksgiving because she loves stuffing so much. So every year she has real stuffing, mm. like real bread and pie because she loves that. But I don't like stuffing and pie as much. It doesn't feel like it's my time to do that. But I have thought about it for different things. There's this bagel shop around the corner for me and they have bagel sandwiches and I used to eat them all the time. And sometimes I just really mm. want one and I get a bagel sandwich and then I'm like shitting for three days. But you know it's what? Worth it. I liked it. Yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> and I think like, honestly, like a lot of the work that 
we do with helping people find like food freedom and food neutrality is being able to be like okay with that because a lot of people will be like I'm doing damage to my body I feel horrible this is a bad thing oh no it's much more damaging to me to like think want it want it want it want it want it want it than I'm thinking about it forever exactly forever I only do that when I am making a choice that feels healthy to me of like I know that I want this and this is worth the experience to me it's not usually worth it because the experience it sucks sucks. yeah (laughs) yeah I think Sometimes, if you know how your body's going to respond, you can address any symptoms that might come up with compassion. Yes. And it's okay. And you can, like, move on with your life and know that that was, like, a mindful and intentional decision that you made for the best. It's the same way that sometimes I eat more cheese on Fridays because <laughs> I know if I have, like, a lot of diarrhea the next day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Plan your, your food around your social calendar. Yes. I like it. <laughs> Okay, so you brought me a recipe to do for my own holiday season after this party. So can you walk through this recipe with me? What is it? Where is it? How can I look at it? as we go through it um considering your dietary requirements i was like i'm gonna have to do something that sophie can actually enjoy this time so what i have brought you is potatoes three ways love three different oh my god okay so the first is your classic like uk roast potato so that's where you use a kind of like floury potato you cut them up you boil them in a bit of salt water for a while what's a floury potato like so some potatoes are more waxy and some are more starchy so starchy potatoes will kind of go fluffier whereas waxy potatoes will stay firm and they'll stay together a little bit better okay i'll have to google which ones are are but honestly for a roast potato you can use whatever you want so you boil them in a bit of salted water and then when you take them out of the water you kind of like shake them in a colander to like rough up the edges a bit. Okay. And then you put them onto a hot baking tray with oil already on it. So you've heated up the oil in the oven with like some rosemary or some garlic and a bit of sea salt and just roast them. Bob's your uncle, good to go. Um, (laughs) The second way is to do Hasselback potatoes. So kind of similar, but then when you take them out of the water, you slice into them vertically. Okay. So you're kind of making little potato like hedgehogs or accordions. Oh my god, cute. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you picture that in your I can see it in my head and I've heard the term. I understand what to do, but I've definitely never made these. I'm excited. Yeah. When you're roasting them, so you again put them on a baking tray and you can put like you drizzle oil on top so that it goes down into the little like cracks of the potato. One year I actually did these for Christmas dinner, which is why I've brought it for you today. But I did like a salt and vinegar on it so it wasn't just like super heavy dense potato because the top thin bits go really crispy and tasty that sounds great salt and vinegar chips are my favorite kind yeah so you're basically making like a roast potato crossed with a salt and vinegar chip it's amazing okay anyway same kind of deal you just roast them until they're done roast potatoes you always want to go a little bit longer than you think you need because you want them to be really crispy and tasty and plenty of sea salt obviously and then the third way is from a cookbook that my mum actually bought me for my birthday this year which is like i'm sure you've seen people on tiktok doing it where they smash the potatoes oh my gosh no like, i under haven't a glass. oh my god <laughs> my tiktok's obviously very curated for like the inner foodie in me <laughs> So for this recipe, you want a waxier potato. So usually that's like the little, the smaller ones and you leave the skin on them, boil them for like half an hour until they're like, they're cooked, they're done. But then you take them out of the pan and put them on in like a cutting board or another pan or whatever. And you just like smash them under something flat. So you're not like mashing them, but you're just kind of like crushing them a little bit. So they're not a full potato. They're like, okay, I have seen that. I've seen that. So they're smushy. Yeah, they're smushy. And then you pan fry them in a bit of olive oil so that they're like super crispy. And then the recipe that this book has in it, it serves it with like a salsa verde. So like a caper and herb and garlic and lemon sort of dressing thing. So this recipe is really good if you want to do it cold or you can eat it hot obviously it's probably better warm but like it was good the next day when I last had it I've never heard of a salsa verde with capers isn't capers Italian stuff yeah yeah yeah. it's like it's a very Italian thing and like the like salsa verde is very um Mediterranean like you just kind of put whatever herbs into it yeah and so you basically just like chop up all the herbs and the capers put a bit of garlic in, a bit of lemon, and then you kind of just like sprinkle that over the potatoes while they're still in the pan and still hot so that it like all the flavors get in there. It's amazing. I've posted photos of it on my Instagram. So people will, it's pretty straightforward. People will be able to know what's going on. (laughs) Okay. 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 Good. 
Oh my gosh, these all sound amazing. Okay, I have, I have a couple questions. Mm-hmm. The first two potato ways, did, do you take off the skin for those too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, so you take the off the skin one you don't. before you boil them. Hasselback ones, you leave whole, and okay. then roast potatoes, you'll like cut into roast potato size. Okay. And then how do you, you serve do. them? How do you serve to- them? Yeah, like all together on a plate? Like all together? Or, or yeah, mixed up? <laughs> What's the I best would way? probably. I would probably not serve them in the same meal, but that could be like, you know, one can be for, like, I mean, it's already gone, but like Thanksgiving, one can be for Christmas Day, one can be for New Year's or something, I don't oh know, gosh. but you've got options, or it could I love depend these. on your climate. I love these options, I love potatoes, they're very safe food for me, I can eat tons mm-hmm. of potatoes, they're very filling, mm-hmm. and... I love to eat them for many meals. They're very flexible, and you can eat them for breakfast, and it feels like a breakfast food. I mean, you can eat anything for breakfast, but they feel more like a breakfast food to me. Yeah, definitely. You can eat them for literally anything. They're the best food. Yes, I love them. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to try these. I feel like I can be successful at these recipes, and Mm -hmm. I feel like they will be pleasing to serve. Potatoes feel like an ally to me. They feel like... They want me to cook them right, and they're not too hard to cook, so I feel like I have. I love that. I love that for you. Potatoes <laughs> as the, the best Potatoes ally. Potatoes are my friend, yes. That should be like a hashtag, like potato ally. <laughs> potato ally. <laughs> potato ally. For me, couch potato for potato ally. Potato <laughs> ally for couch potato. Thank you so much for these recipes. I want everyone in the family to try these with me. I will be trying these probably for a Patreon episode and recording myself, and we'll do yes. an update on them. I definitely want to try this caper sauce because you said capers now and I haven't had capers in like a while. Like I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know why we haven't had a, like a lemony caper sauce in a long time. And now I really want to try that. I'm very excited about the salt and vinegar Hasselback. Hasselback? Yeah. And you just like drizzle it over a bit. You got to get a bit of acid in there. It's good. I'm excited. And then the first ones just seem like I could do that. Like that seems easy Mm -hmm. to do. I could do that for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for bringing your recipes and your treats to this party and for reminding all of us that we are just celebrating food and eating and having fun this season. And we hope that you, our family, and all the listeners can have fun eating food because that's why we love to eat food. It's good. Have fun. Yeah, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that I got to attend your Christmas party. It's <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm so glad that I'm here and in me such too. great company. I love I love this party. This is the best party. All my friends are here. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming. I'm going to go over to the drink table. Do you want to come with me? Oh, I would love to. Let's go. This is Hannah, and I want to tell you about my special kind of Christmas holiday traditions. So my dad's birthday is actually December 25th, Christmas Day, um, and he passed away a few years ago. So my holiday tradition isn't so much about Christmas, but about him. And I like to spend uh, Christmas Day at least watching or listening to one either Broadway soundtrack or a movie adaptation of a Broadway musical because my dad loved Broadway musicals um, and he supported me in my musical theater stuff for years. And to me, that's just a really special way to spend the day and honor him. Love y'all. Bye. Yelly, have you ever been part of an ugly Christmas sweater contest? I have not, but I am the type of person to wear a completely decked out Christmas sweater during non-Christmassy seasons completely unironically. (laughs) You always show up to our team meetings in the cutest sweaters, so I wanted to chat with you about where you get them and get some plus size sweater recommendations. 
So I got most of my big sweaters from Value Village a long time ago when I was obsessed yeah. with thrifting. That's where I got lots of my different patterned sweaters. I also have a really cute sweater that is striped with purple and pink colors. Yes, I like that one. It's like a cropped sweater that I got from Target. Mm-hmm. And then my signature big yellow sweater that I wear always. <laughs> I love that one. It looks so good. Yellow is your color. Thank you. That one is from Walmart. And I got that one, I think, last year. But I've really worn love the heck it. out of it. Heck yeah. Where else would you recommend getting some big cozy sweaters? Okay, so usually in Southern California, it's not that hot to wear sweaters. So I do have quite a few sweaters, but I don't wear them that much because I live in LA. I do wear sweatshirts a lot. I love my sweatshirts from Ori. You know, we love Ori. We have a code for them on the site. And also from Superfit Hero. They have some cute loungewear stuff. If I am going to get a sweater, which I wear inside when my house is colder than the outside, or when we go on a trip somewhere, (laughs) then I would recommend looking, if you want a fancy sweater, you could look at 11 Honoré. If you want to do some thrifting, you could look at Cake Plus Sized Resale our friends in the Twin Cities. Um, you could look at the Plus Bus right here in LA. Some of the Daisy LA sweatshirts are cute and plus size. And those are the places I think we worked with <laughs> that I would look. I honestly, most of my sweaters, I got a lot of hand-me-down sweaters from my mom. They don't fit me anymore because I'm fatter than her. But my sister has a bunch of the like really classic 90s ones. Mm-hmm. And I also spend a lot of time looking on Depop. On Depop, if you do like plus-sized sweatshirts or plus-sized holiday, then you can usually find something. Or if you search woman 3x because things used to be called woman size but they were plus size i have found some kitschy ones there but i'm really more of a kitschy sweatshirt person than i am a, a sweater person we also have a list of fat small businesses uh lynn wanted us to point out a couple of the ones on there jack and beck which i've never heard of before has a couple of cute crew neck designs okay unleashed has lots of cozy options and fat mermaids has diet culture busting hoodies so if you have your own style that fits in one of those recommendations um i would look there there's always the classics like torrid etc but maybe you could expand to one of the places on our list we love these fat small businesses but we're definitely gonna post some cute pics in our fat winter wear uh so tag us on yours so we can see you being warm cute cozy holiday e just wintery and thanks for chatting ugly sweaters with me on the couch at this party ellie of course anytime If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi. 
Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. This is Tresla. And Guru. And we are with Yes in Body Politics. And we're talking a little bit about Christmas traditions. Woohoo. Um, so I was not raised Christian. I was raised Sikh. Um, I obviously being American, Christmas is everywhere. So I like celebrated with whoever I'm around at that time. And I spent, I was raised very Christian. So there was a, a lot about performing and all of those things every year. And then additionally, I, uh, uh, I traveled. Mm-hmm. Every year as a child, we we were traveling to go see someone. So I was never like three time, three five hours in the car on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So there's no real normal traditions, if you mm-hmm. will, outside of church. Yeah. So um, this year we decided to make some of our own because we're, we're in our pod. Work. Yeah. And we have spent a lot of effort doing like crafty building, like enjoying the we build up to Christmas. We made our own ornaments. We made our own ornaments. <laughs> we made our own stockings. Uh-huh. We are. Um, we did. We made like a cut stockings. I even like printed a little picture of a stocking and then like made my own pattern oh my and like an applique. They're so gorgeous. There's a penis on a stocking, okay. guys. It's great. If you need we're penis being a on the tree, irreverent. it's been a weird year. <laughs> but we all like um, modeling clay ornaments. I could not tell you how much I would recommend that as an activity. It's been wonderful. So we've been trying to make this Christmas about as many opportunities for like joy and fun in what uh, could otherwise be a bummer. Like we all miss our families. We miss traveling. COVID-19 really has. It's been bad. So we've just spent a lot of time looking inward and just making Christmas really the way we would want it, I guess, as kids. Our own celebration. And it has been wonderful, including like a non-traditional Christmas dinner. We're mm-hmm. going to do a... Uh, Say it. Accoutrement. No. An hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Merry Christmas Merry- and happy holidays. Enjoy it as much as you can. Oh. <laughs> Here we are at this corner of the SAF holiday extravaganza. I walked past the tinsel and the snack tables to get over here. And I found (laughs) Shove in the crafts corner. Shove, how are you? I'm great. I'm just gobbling down on all the kettle corn I could find. (laughs) (laughs) And might be tipsy off of the boozy eggnog. So that's why I'm crafting. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. And you've brought some delicious fudge for the party, I of hear. Of course. My fudge is the cheapest, easiest, most tastiest thing. And I usually let people <laughs> believe that I took all this time to make it and that it's like an old family secret, but there's three steps to it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Shove, you are known for your incredible roller skating acumen, but please tell us about your fudge. How do you make it in three steps? Well, a little known secret is people apparently are obsessed with when I cook on my Instagram stories. I just don't post it. And when I make drinks and stuff. So (laughs) the fudge is one of them. All right. So I like to add a little extra step in mind when I originally found the recipe because trust, I've tried to make traditional fudge and I realized that was too much work and I'm lazy. So (laughs) what you do is you get the nut of your choice. I prefer uh, walnuts and I roast them at 40 degrees for about like 20 minutes. I don't know. I go look when I smell roasted nuts. I'm like, done. I'm really loose with <laughs> okay, recipes. Okay, okay. Like, when people are like, do you have the recipe for this? I'm like, I don't know. You keep add seasoning until your ancestors whisper in your ear and tell you That's enough. That's what Victor's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Victor does do. I'll be like, how do I cook this? And he's like, add enough spice. I'm like, how much is enough? I don't know. The secret is you can always you can always add more, but you can never take out. So once I smell like, oh, it smells like roasted walnuts by a, or chestnuts by a fire, I'm like, okay, they're done. So then I pull those out and literally it's just taking chocolate chips like you just get a bag of chocolate chips like two bags of chocolate chips and it could be anything i like to get the reese's peanut butter one so i can have peanut butter fudge too and then i'll get milk chocolate and this year they had espresso chocolate (laughs) so it's like let's just make three types of fudge let's go crazy that sounds incredible yeah it's so good and you literally just take a can of condensed milk sweetened condensed milk pour it in a pot, put it on medium and it gets warm and you dump the chocolate chips in it and then you just stir and then you just add some nuts. Then you pour it in a pan, it chills for two hours and it's ready. You have fudge. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that sounds great. Yeah, it's so good. It's to die for and it like literally melts down and then it solidifies. If you're like, hey, I want my fudge now, throw it in the fridge. It's ready in 30 minutes. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Honestly, my favorite kind of recipe. Like, listen, in my household, we did a lot of putting dishes from Whole Foods in the oven to pretend mm-hmm. we made them. So, like, anything <laughs> easy... <laughs> <laughs> Anything easy and ready to go, I'm a fan. Oh, yeah. I never learned it's, how to cook. It's great. It's great. Yes. So we are going to sit down together at this craft table. We have two crafts set up together, and we're going to do them and um, talk about them together. So I'm so glad you want to do crafts with me because I love doing holiday crafts. I think they're so fun. They always turn out looking super shitty, but like homemade <laughs> in a loving way. Very true. <laughs> my, my girlfriend's the crafter, and she got really offended one day because we were like in our converted art studio, aka garage, and <laughs> I was painting and she was crafting her little heart out, and I was like yeah like you're great it's like i'm arts and your crafts we're perfect she's like don't tell me i'm crafts and i was like what's wrong with that and i was like crafts are valid literally crafts are valid i don't know what the technical difference between them is i do think there it is some like high low art kind of stuff bullshit stuff but also i kind of think of craft as something i mean i'm sure this has nothing to do with the actual definition but the craft is like either the working part of the art like what you have to hone or it's like you know, stuff around your house, fun stuff, easy stuff, yeah, like no. homey folk stuff. My friend, she's a true to the heart, like Etsy mom, but like also super punk rock. And she's a, she used the term professional crafter the other day when we were talking. And that's what it is. Like the people that do resin and like make like legit yes, yes, jewelry, yes. like crazy stuff. You're like, that is like. We're amateur crafters. Yeah, this is, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> We're doing this... Okay, so our first craft is this DIY reindeer Christmas card that Lynn found the DIY for. I gotta say, to me, these cards look terrifying. The way that they're in the picture, it looks... It's supposed to look like little reindeer that we do with a thumbprint, but it looks like a bloody head. I've got to tell you, Lynn, they're scary looking, but that's kind of my favorite kind of Christmas craft is one that's going to look bad for sure. So here we go. So... So the first thing we do is we get brown paint of some sort and a and I have I cut out a little piece of paper that has folds in it to be a little card for me. Perfect. I just cut a sheet of paper out of a sketchbook because this is a sketchy project. Perfect. That's, that's exactly right. Okay, now I have this. I think this I'm not sure what kind of paint this is, but I think it's brown. So I'm going to just <laughs> It says you can make your own paint uh-huh. um, by mixing red, blue, and yellow because that makes brown. Which right? That yes, makes sense. But <laughs> you could also just get brown paint or a brown. I was looking to see if I had a brown uh, stamp pad that would have worked too. Or you could use some, you know, Glossier Dusk maybe <laughs> on your thumb. So first, we're gonna print our reindeer face. So we'll stick our thumb in the paint and press it down firmly on the card. Okay. I'm using a marker for the first round. And if this doesn't work, I'm just going to go in with my Fenty foundation. Perfect. (laughs) I am awkwardly rubbing my thumb on the top of this acrylic paint tube so I don't get it everywhere in my room. (laughs) I mean, at the party. Okay. Here we go. I'm like really nervous for some reason. I'm like, please don't mess this up. This is high stakes. (laughs) This is high stakes. If you fuck this up, I swear to God. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, that sort of worked. <laughs> wow, it looks like shit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it so bad. Okay. You know what? This is what I'm going with. This is what I got. This is my little thumbprint. Oh, my gosh. Uh, thumbprint I have, reindeer head. I have two. So Yours far. looks great. You know what? <laughs> We're doing great. Okay. I don't know. It's like weird because it's like perfect fingerprint at the same time. <laughs> It's kind of like, this is kind of like, a, would be cuter if we were kids giving this to our parents. Oh, I'm definitely giving but this to someone. this is cute for me. <laughs> I'm, this is going to be cute for me to give to Victor, too. You know, he's, he better like it. That's his job. Oh, it says, it doesn't matter if you're if it's not perfect, your rain deal will have more character. There Aww. we go. How encouraging. The next step is cut out the nose. It's... The, this person, this crafter, stayinrome.blog in 2013 says, <laughs> mm-hmm. I used red felt for the nose, but you can use any fabric or paper you have to hand. Glue the nose to the bottom of the thumbprint. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Oh, she did like three thumbprints on her cards at the top there. Wow. Well, I'm just doing one. I did three too. Because <laughs> I'm an oh, overachiever. Damn it. Well, okay. Well. Okay, fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> I also don't have felt. I have these alphabet stickers that we got for oh. the She's All Fat lunch party that I still have Smart. the extras of. And I'm going to use the red inside of this red O to be oh, genius. my little nose. I am using, since I used a marker for my thumbprint slash reindeer head, the red marker will actually show up on top of it. So I did it on the first one and I can see it. So I'm going to go in with that. I used to be like addicted to markers. So I have like mason jars color coded with like different like hues. I love that. <laughs> you know, it's the little things in life to keep you going, you know? <laughs> it's so true. Oh my God. Okay. Next step, give your reindeer some eyes. Put two small blobs of white paint, we're going to use our white gel pen, on the face and allow it to dry. Once the paint is dry, draw on some eyeballs. Don't worry if your reindeer looks a bit boss-eyed. Tis the season to be merry. Does she mean cross-eyed? I was I like, think she boss-eyed? Means cross-eyed. <laughs> I was like, is that? Boss-eyed. Okay. All right. All right. Try to... I don't want to be boss-eyed. No, not to be regular. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm putting a little, let's see, maybe a little bigger. I wish this white gel pen I stole from my girlfriend worked a little better. <laughs> oh, shake it up. Shake it up. You got to do the shake. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in elementary, I got in trouble once because I stole this girl's gel pens out of her desk because, like, I was, like, so oh jealous because my, my parents were like, we don't have money for these fancy gel pens you want. And I was like, hello, it's the 90s, oh mom God. and dad. It's in. And I saw I this girl had them. Yeah. And so I took them. And then my best friend at the time saw me and I did the little, like, shh, don't say <gasps> anything. And then she ratted me out. And I went home and I cried. And my mom was like, what's wrong? I was like, my best friend narked me out. And and she was all like, but oh you stole. And I was like, but <laughs> that's not the issue. But she narked. <laughs> yeah, there's bigger things oh here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know what? I get it. You needed those gel pens. Gel <laughs> pens were the ultimate accessory. If you couldn't draw fireworks on a guy's hand, how would you flirt with them? That right? was all I did in middle school. Oh, my gosh. And the glitter I ones. I did that to every person, regardless of gender. I just was like, let me hold your hand and put on... <laughs> fireworks and let me draw stuff on your hand yeah it's like giving manicures with white out like you just you want a yes. friendship here you go yes exactly oh i love crafts okay have you put on your white eyes i have my white eyes on they're- i attempted uh they're definitely yours looks way better so far my eyes you can barely see no. only one of them kind of showed up but it's fine. I like it so far. It's fine. You have three, though. <laughs> I have three. And I still have one, so... But also, you have, like, bigger noses, and it makes mine... I want mine to have bigger noses now, so I'm going to go in a little bit. <laughs> You're okay. a trendsetter. Wow. I'm an influencer. <laughs> okay. I'm moving on to the next step. Don't worry about your speed. Okay. Draw on the details. Use a fine liner to give your reindeer some personality. Add some antlers. An accessory, such as a scarf. Mm. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. We're accessorizing now. Uh-huh. I'm just copying exactly how she drew her antlers, because I don't know how to draw antlers. <laughs> I love that this one of them has, like, a pearl necklace thing going on. I know. I noticed that. One of the reindeer in her example has a beautiful necklace. But I also <laughs> like that this crafter was realistic like us. It was, like, not going to try to attempt to draw the reindeer body, which is, like, just the... Yeah, like this is like let's this, be real. Y'all get it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Okay, these antlers look like a bad drawing of a cactus to me, but you know what? <laughs> I drew something. And that's really what's gonna count. You know, this is more than wow. I've done all day today, so I'm happy. <laughs> Listen, my mom literally has my sister's childhood art framed in her house because it's so good. Oh my my gosh. sister's like really good at art. And Meanwhile, mine, she'd be like, oh, nice. And then later I'd see it in the garage trash. She'd be like, I'm not going to keep messed that. Up. It's <laughs> mine one... was so bad. Okay, you're allowed to have one talented child and one not so talented child at something. But you better yes. put that crappy one art up just as much as the good art. <laughs> oh, They're like, I, I just so imagine them being like, it. oh, Sophie, this is great. We're going to put it in the garage. <laughs> Literally, just like, I mean, I had other strengths, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but like, I was like, cool, so no one likes my art. My art is bad. Not even my mom likes my art. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm just copying this little scarf that she has on here. 
for my decorations. To do, okay, so I tried to give one. I was like, well, if that guy has a bow tie, the other guy should have, like, a regular tie. But my concern is that it kind of looks like one of those, like, Hitachi, like, massagers. That's not a massager. Oh, you know what? That's an even more festive Christmas. <laughs> Why not? We're sex positive here. You know, now it's a triple Xmas card, so it works. Hell yeah, Xmas. Hell yeah. It's like an adult highlight magazine where like can you find the vibrator on this card (laughs) oh my gosh incredible okay i've gone for a rustic look in my line work if you know what i mean just kind of shitty oh my gosh here we go i'm showing you mine oh i like it though (laughs) i think it was better to go like ham on one really good one instead of attempting three like mediocre ones If you have three, then they all distract from one another. Oh, that's true. I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, I like yours. Honestly, first of all, you did, your horns are much better than mine. And second of all, I like the diversity of neck options. (laughs) Yours actually look round like thumbprints, unlike mine, which looks very weird and elongated. (laughs) I really like both of ours, honestly. They're like very special and weird in their own ways. I think I'm going to call mine... Well, I guess it's Rudolph, isn't it? Are they all Rudolph? No. What are they? I What's their name? Rudolph's family because they all have red noses. So maybe <gasps> this is like, Aww. maybe this is Rudolph's family sending them a Christmas card to the North Pole and being like, I hope you have another good work day. <laughs> oh my God. And on the, yes, on the inside, there's like a yearly Christmas letter with like everything they've done that year. Yep. <laughs> and like the, the I reindeer. Love it. I feel like the reindeer in the middle is like, my little one is like the brother that always gets like played down because they're like, "You're why can't you be as good as Rudolph? He works at Santa's workshop. <laughs> oh my God. This is a whole family drama that I didn't even know about. Know. This What's is happening here. <laughs> you gotta have a story to go with your art, wow, right? I love this. Oh my God. Honestly, kind of proud of my ugly ass. I'm gonna go show this to Victor and he'll be like, but you know what? We're gonna post these on the social and everyone's gonna be jealous. Yeah. So uh, I'm, really proud of, I'm pretty proud of our little craft. <laughs> took us five minutes that's all i want a craft to take true true thank you so much for hanging out with me in the craft (laughs) corner is there anything that you want to tell the rest of the party the family at the party before we get to go hang out at the s'mores and marshmallows outside (laughs) um just that i hope that everyone is super excited that the dumpster fire that is 2020 is almost over (laughs) so close i'm ready and i hope you're all ready to join me in the year 2020 fun Oh my god. Even though the first six months will probably also suck, we all have each other. And now you know how to make really cheap, really delicious, easy fudge to help you get through it. Right? Oh, real quick, I need to tell you, you inspired me to start my own podcast with my girlfriend. And it's (gasps) called Skate Date. And I felt really empowered after being on here last time. And it made me realize, like, it was something I always wanted to do. And it's not that scary. (gasps) So thank you for being a role model. And we often (gasps) name drop your podcast because that was the first <laughs> podcast that made me like really feel like I could be fat and have a voice that needed to be heard yeah out there so I just want to say thank you oh. I'm grateful for you and that was one of the best things to come out of this year so thank you Sophie <laughs> oh my gosh that's the best Christmas gift I could get we'll put all the info down below so people can do all the subscribing and shit whenever Definitely. you're ready I'm thank so you. excited just keep being inspiring and go into the next year with that inspiration it's just why I wanted to make sure I sent to you to I'm your so face I'm so excited for you <laughs> I'm so happy that's thank incredible you. I can't wait to listen thank you I hope everyone has the greatest holidays ever <laughs> yay oh my god okay we'll talk to you soon see you see you around the party <laughs> bye This is Hannah from Atlanta, Georgia. I was calling in to leave you a voice memo about my family's holiday traditions. So every single year without fail, 
since I have been a child. My family and I always watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation together. And every single year, my dad, who's like this very like tough, you know, takes no shit type man, literally laughs until he can't breathe at the part where Clark greases up his snow sled and goes down the hill and runs through trees and everything. It literally gets him every single time, and it's one of my favorite parts about Christmas. Hope you guys have a good holiday. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want to be on my own more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. healthcare system that doesn't discriminate based on weight. What a freaking party. <laughs> I am conked out from the spiked hot chocolate, which was spiked with an extra shot of chocolate. Thank you so much for coming to our extravaganza. I hope you had a good time and felt some of that wintertime inner warmth and love. We love you so much, family, and we hope you're staying safe and warm. Let's give a special Christmas shout out to some of our beloved patrons. Alice Whiteside. Rachel Lampton. Jocelyn Pierce. Abby Fiala. Sienna Rose Regrock. Avery. And Katie Hansen. We could not make the show without you. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Hey, it's Lynn again. Great seeing you around the party. Uh, On your way out, I just want to give a big thanks to... Kat Jordan, my sweetie, who sang and mixed the fat holiday songs we had in today's episode. And if you want to listen to more of Kat's music, they have a great cover of Billie Eilish's My Future. You can go to their website, which I'm going to put in the show notes. Deck the halls with body posy, fat, 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 la, 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 la. Tis the future of fat bodies, fat, 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 la, 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 love. She's All Fat was created by me, Sophie Carter-Kahn and April K. Quio, who graduated. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show so we can grow the family. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions at fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 213-375-5023 and we might even play it on the pod. Our episode ads are done in partnership with Acast. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can get started at acast.com. Our theme music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Hannah Sanger. Lynn Barbera co produced and edited this episode. Yelly Cruz is our magical junior producer. Our thin crony forever is Maria Bertel. I'm our host and co producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stay safe. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>